Hi everyone, I am Olivia, the founder and host of the Craft Academy podcast. Craft Academy is a nonprofit online tutoring platform specifically for sewing and crafting. Um, On today's episode, I'm speaking with Ashley Clay, a professional stylist and a beginning sewist. She takes us through her journey into the styling industry and how she learned how to sew. I hope you guys enjoy. Me and Ashley had a fantastic conversation and it was really in-depth and just full of fun and laughter. So I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? Hi. (laughs) All right. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what crafts you do? All right. So my name is Ashley Clay and I am a stylist. Um, I do a little sewing, but my my true love, true passion is um, styling and vintage um, to be more specific. So I love um, finding vintage pieces and um, making them you know, modern or, or introducing them to someone who may not normally go that route or find a vintage piece. And yeah. Okay. So when you make your vintage pieces Mm -hmm. more modern, does that include sewing and upcycling or is that a hundred percent just thrifty? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's a, it's a combination. So some pieces I do, um, kind of repurpose. I kind of repurpose them. Um, a lot of times, I kind of just leave them in their natural state. Um, I'm looking for like really, so I love what people might say is gaudy. So I love all the sequins. I love all the French. You know, honey, we've had this conversation about the French. Yes, I Um, know you love French. Yes, honey. (laughs) Then the French, more French, buttons, uh, patches. So I I do like pieces that have texture, have color. Um, Those are the ones that speak to me. And so when I modernize them, it's just basically just styling them because a lot of them, um, so like the outerwear, for instance, um, it came with some heavy, heavy um, shoulder pads. Mm -hmm. And sometimes taking them out takes away from the structure and the overall feel of the garment. So you leave them in, but how do you make it fresh and modern? So, you know, you might, you know, add it with uh, some shorts or... um, um, you know, some nice tailored um, jeans, darker wash, um, a nice simple shoe, something like that um, doesn't look so um, like a period piece. Right. It has this fresh feel to it. Okay, but what period would you say you're the most Ooh. inspired by? Okay, so I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. Because you love the gaudy, you love yeah. the fringe, the sequins. It's, in my head, it's giving, like, you know, George Michael. And, yeah, you know, it's giving 80s. Yeah. It's definitely it's giving, giving 80s. 80s. I'm an 80s baby. I definitely love. Okay, so I find myself sourcing a lot of 80s, early 90s pieces. So like really colorful leathers, okay. uh, like the sh- sharp shoulders and the cinched in waist. Um, but it's so crazy because I find myself sourcing that um, and buying those and loving those. But me, myself, my personal style is definitely more 70s. Really? So it's definitely more 70s. Okay. It's definitely more free. Like it's definitely more... Um, Bohemian type Bohemian. Of style. Okay. Um, like Bianca Jagger. If the audience, I'm sure they don't know. If they don't know her, look her up. Like, she was definitely my style icon. So, she was married to 
Mick Jagger for a minute. Okay. She was heavy on the Studio 54 set and everything she wore so from her really pants. So it's glamour too. Yeah, it's glamour. Yeah, it's it's all of that. Like, uh, I like oversized. I like oversized everything. Um, so yeah, I personally personal style is definitely more in the 70s era, a little bit of 90s. Like she's all that um, yeah. <laughs> era. Um, but I find myself gravitating, sourcing, purchasing. Um, selling more 80s pieces. Okay, so it really is about the color, color blocking. Yeah. Oversized, yeah. like you said. And it may be from a um, a buyer standpoint, too, that why I go and look for it more. Because mm-hmm. I know that when I when I buy, like, 80s pieces, they sell really quickly. People okay, like them. Okay, okay. So then I'm thinking, like, maybe some psychological, like, selling. <laughs> selling, yeah, yeah, what will sell well to my customers. But, okay, that just gave me a whole new idea. Yeah, it just made me think uh, about what to talk to you about. Because, you know, the whole styling, you know, aspect of fashion and sewing, that's a whole completely different avenue. So mm-hmm. what made you get into that? Or how did you even get into that? What inspired you? <sighs> I would say it would definitely be, it was definitely my mama. Mm-hmm. She, my mama was clean. She stayed clean. Um, but particularly uh, uh, a memory that always sticks in my mind is when I helped her get ready when she was going on her first date with my stepfather. Okay. And she had had this outfit and we was going to the store. I don't even know, but we were, we were like walking there. Um, and she was like, I forgot. She was like, I forgot it. I forgot it. And I was like, it don't matter. I remember. I remember. And I was like, she's like, you remember? And I was like, mama, I remember. I remember everything. I remember all the details. It was like Her blues outfit. and greens. Okay. Yeah, some yeah, blues yeah. and greens. Uh, it was definitely a two piece because this was like, um, uh, early nineties. So it was definitely all them two pieces and stuff like that. Sets. The sets, uh, which I live for. Um, and so I was like, mama, I remember it. I remember it. And she was like, okay. So we end up going. Um, she's always w- wore her hair really short. So she was basically looking for earrings. Okay. Um, and of course, you know, back then it was statement earrings, the bigger earrings. So we get up there, we get up to the counter. And I was like, she was looking and she's like, I don't see nothing. And I was like, mama, no, these it right here in the back. And the earrings that she needed. To yeah, wear she needed to wear. They would just okay. be perfect. Because, you know, back then it was a lot of matching and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um. I don't do all that matching, but yeah, it was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of matching back then. So I saw it and I remember the sales guy and he was like, um, your baby just seemed sure. She seemed sure that it was gone. And I literally was like eight years old and I was like, no mama, these going to be perfect. These going to be great. Um, get them home. And they were like spot on. And she was like, dang, how you, I was just, I was just like, how did you like remember that? And like photographed that. I was just like, I don't know. Like. You just always had that. Yeah, I just had an eye for it. I can remember details. I can remember certain things. Um, I always love art. So the color wheel. So I always learned about like what goes well and like the allegory colors and the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And color blocking and all of that. So my mind could just remember it just based off of that. If I wasn't good at nothing else, I was good at art class. You were so, good yeah. at art and yeah. seeing colors, yeah. seeing patterns, seeing what would go together yeah. well. So how over time did you end up developing that into a career and developing that into 
and aesthetic because I know with a lot of young people who mm-hmm. want to get into styling, yeah. you know, of course you can style an outfit for like your friend, your mom yeah. or whoever, but how do you turn that into a career? How do you turn that into an identity of like, this is my style? I know you kind of did it with the thrifting, mm-hmm. but in general, like, how would you advise somebody? I would advise someone to just really study like people watch just read a lot of books mm-hmm. um I also enjoy history mm-hmm. I also enjoy history class so um different fashion throughout time uh study that um um I so this is this is kind of my my personal take and it's other people in the industry who are kind of feeling that the trend is the current is going this way where you don't really need too much like formal education mm-hmm. If you want to be like a stylist and things like that, because there's so many um, like resources out here, you know, you can go to YouTube University for a lot of things. But styling is really um, it's really a gift. It's really a gift. And then you you hone in on that gift. You, You mold that gift and structure that gift out by, you know, like I said, reading, traveling, um looking into textiles, you know, getting off into that. Definitely. Um, just watching different films and things like that. That's how I, um, developed my, um, my styling, my styling, my sense of styling. Mm -hmm. And then it was able to help me when I would go to different clients, because what I find a lot of times is that, um, like you said, when people just dress their mama or their cousin, you kind of just, you know those people, so you kind of know their style. But if you want to be good and you want to have longevity and versatility, you have to go and look at different body types and things like that. Mm-hmm. So definitely go into looking into tailoring and, you know, yeah. maybe go shadow a tailor so that you can learn body types and things like that. And you can just notice stuff like looking right off the bat, like that's not going to fit her or that will fit her with slight alterations. That's not going to take long or cost that much. Um, and him too. So your biggest advice so far is to really just have them study mm-hmm. and memorize and look at body types. Yeah. And that, I really love that you said that because as a fashion designer, I did the same thing for yep. so long. I would just look at people you and do. say, okay, like this is what looks good on this type, these types yeah. of body yep. shapes, this type of fabric you yeah. need to put on. And then even like lifestyle. So if you're more of an active person, okay, you need to go towards these types of fabrics. Yeah. If you're somebody who yeah. more, you need to look formal, yeah. you need to go to these. Yeah. If you're somebody who just wants to look fabulous and doesn't care about comfort or anything, mm-hmm. then you open up, you know, a whole All other of array yeah, exactly. of fabric. So that's really interesting how stylists and designers, you know, really have to think yeah. in the same way. Sim- yeah, very very similarly um and in really our approach you have to think on your feet too you, you have to be mm-hmm. able to tell somebody almost instantly what would look good on their body and yep. be accurate in that yep and i think that's really smart yeah you, yeah that's very true livy you do have to um and not be so pushy like too like i see like people like who no, you need to try this. You need to break out. I feel like it's just a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm styling people, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know you could rock this, but they might not be comfortable yet. Right. And if they, it's a bad outfit in an uncomfortable person, you know, on an uncomfortable person, then the outfit not going to really shine. The person not going to shine. So it's just going to be a flop. So I kind of just gradually, you know, build myself up like, you know, like a mama to her little kid. <laughs> like you like just gradually you build them build up. Yeah, we build it up. Items. Yeah, yeah, we you know, we it may start with, you know what I'm saying? Maybe um, a different style cut like neckline, opening it up a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then we go. Then it might ping pong to over to, 
you know, some makeup or something yeah. and a hairstyle. And from there, you know, you get a fly haircut, you'd be ready to try all kind of stuff. So it's just this, just this gradual, you know what I'm saying? Growing into it and letting people, into yeah, the, the blossoming. Thank you. Curating for them. Exactly. Okay. Not pushing my opinions and my preferences or even what I know from a stylist. I know this cut will accentuate your body. You know, I know this color. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? Bring life, you know, to, to your complexion. Right. Even when I know those things, I still don't be pushy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think that's just another thing to keep in mind, too, as a growing stylist. Okay. Um, so what was that initial push? Like, what made you originally get into styling, you know? Um. <sighs> so... I kind of fumbled around a lot. So I I graduated from um, Stevens Institute of Business and Arts here in St. Louis. Then um, I took a kind of a year off and then I went up to FIT in New York uh, because it was just my dream to go. And, you know, everybody like know about FIT. So so everybody know about (laughs) it. So it's like just it's kind of just like this badge of honor you kind of wear or get if you go there. Um, But I quickly realized and this is no shade to that institution because they're wonderful. But I quickly realized that it was just for clout that I went there because I received a wonderful education, had wonderful professors that really helped guide me here in St. Louis Mm -hmm. that had connections. You know, I just didn't open my mouth up because I was kind of you know, insecure too. So I didn't yeah. really put myself out you were there. Young, yeah, you know. definitely. Um, Still very young. <laughs> right. Hello. Uh, and so I got up there and I quickly realized that I enjoyed the city more. Like I found myself trying to do all kind of extra credit projects. So I would not have to be in class so much. And I actually got out of a couple finals because I did so much extra credit so that I can be in the city so that I could people watch um, and end up making connections with people to be on photo shoots. Yeah. So um, just Those really getting into the yeah, industry. just getting into it because I'm more like hands on. Like I have, that's how I learn. Um, a funny story is I was walking through um, the school FIT, and I was cool with the security guards. And I guess some guy came in and he was needing a prop for a photo shoot he was doing, mm-hmm. and so he. Um, asked him like which direction to go and I actually I just happened to be like intersecting them and he was like she'll know where everything is I'm like bro I don't even know where my classes are I still have to look at the map like I don't I'm like where I'm where where I know what I know and so he was like I need this and go ahead and find it and I'm gonna be sitting over here trying to find connections and I didn't even know the man's name at the time I was like okay um so I'm running from like pillar to post up in that school, like seeing places in that school that I hadn't even seen just being a student there. And so I kept passing. I kept, I think I passed him like two times, maybe three times. And I was like, I'm still looking. And so I finally came back cause I had an answer, um, from one of the other departments and it was like, yeah, we don't have that. I guess they lent it out to somebody. So long story short, like I come back down, I tell the dude, the dude tell me, he was like, I had already found it. Like, I think this, he said, I found it like after you kind of had left me, he said, but I had watched you run back and forth and you were really dedicated and you were moving fast and you were, you know, eager to help. So he said, I'm going to give you my information and I want you to meet me at this photo shoot. So the photo shoot was over in Chinatown. Um, so that was over there in Chinatown. So I went to that one and not even knowing, like these were like big name, 
photographers, like top like models for W Magazine. I didn't even know. I didn't know. He just said, I like you. I like, you know what I'm saying? Your work ethic. Come and meet me over there. Like, and so I'm there and I'm just like, what in the world is going on? So it's this beautiful, like, like loft. They're doing this photo shoot. They got all these gowns. Like, um, it's a little bit of kind of like avant-garde kind of uh, photo shoot. It's a shoot for yeah, yeah. Magazine, it's very right. Come on, right. <laughs> and so I was like, at the time, I was still. And that's why I tell people to study because I was still kind of just stuck over in Vogue and L, and I ain't really. I I knew about W, but I didn't really read W. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, wait a minute. So I was reading the articles there while I was there. I was like. Oh, this is some for real stuff. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So the initial nervousness and, you know, and being this novice, like was trying to like take me over. And I was like, no, nah, I proved myself to this man. So I'm about to, I'm about to just, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever they tell me to do the same way. Team. Like I was doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, coming in with no ego, please. When you, cause when you get on shoots like that and all of that, ego will send you right back out the door. They don't want ego. They don't want attitude. Because they want to get the job done. Yeah. They don't yeah. want... It's already enough stars, celebrities right. on the shoot. They don't need no more attitude and egos. So the people who are helping, like the stylist assistant, the stylist assistant two, one, two, and three, like they don't want you... They just want you to be, you know, prompt, alert, you know what I'm saying, friendly, you know what I'm saying, and on your, on your job. And so I just immediately attacked it from all my I just all my other customer service experience that I had I was just like okay what you need what you need what you need and then from there he invited me to um, another photo shoot in Soho um because he was like the top assistant to the actual stylist mm-hmm. who's actual top of stylist he was her assistant okay um so yeah, just you know, just thrown into stuff like that. Um and the fact that you just had that yes attitude. Yeah. And that positive yeah. attitude about it, I think is probably, you know, what yeah. made them a selling, them yeah, just like you. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cuz that's really what it is as a stylist, it's those connections that you make. That's all it is. It's just that's all it is like um um I think that stylist like I got to show you that like I can I can style you to fly ass, you know what I'm saying? Everybody like um um, I'm the next, you know what I'm saying? Law, like that's yeah, um, Law Roach. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm him. I'm her, <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? June Ambrose. You know right. what I'm saying? And that may be very well true, but you know what I'm saying? We all don't despise the day of small beginnings. They all had small beginnings. You know, they had to come up through the ladder. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, and they were patient. About they were patient it. about it, and you know what I'm saying. From what I hear of those two people in particular, that they're very kind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They So, you know, they got a good name in the industry for not being, you know, uh, divas or whatnot. So I feel like kindness, you know what I'm saying, and a, and a great work ethic will get you further than your supposed talent. Right. Or, or your talent. I mean, not say suppose. But I, from what I've heard, um, I attend. But talent is also something that's yeah. in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah. You- could have a certain style or perspective that yeah. one person may not like, yeah. but if they see you're a hard worker, this and that, they might say, okay, Very much. well, let me still invite them on true. to, you know, help develop them. It's and that's true. something that's happened a lot in my life too. So yeah, trust me, I, I know all exactly. about, you know, you have to stay humble. Um, so with your styling, and I know I want to talk a little bit 
about um your sewing career but okay. you know your styling career is just so so in-depth which I love <laughs> talking about but um just love styling so yeah <laughs> exactly what are your end goals in styling so my end goals I guess I have a few um I do want to so styling and and designing sewing. I do want to uh, create my own outerwear line. Um, so I definitely am going to be working on that this year, getting the ball rolling because I would like to um, do a soft launch this fall winter. Um, so that's definitely I would say the numero uno goal. Um, second, I would love to just be like a wardrobe stylist on um, a show on some show um on a set like a set yeah um be contracted in yes your regular yes source of income yes okay um i would definitely just love to get that experience i see a lot of shows and then i'll be like "Ooh, i would wear i would put her in this but these are kind of some i don't even know what's out now <laughs> i'm like i'm still living in the old shows like sex yeah. in the city but like yeah like because you can... <laughs> okay sex in the city even like martin yeah martin like, honey like, like we talk about the styling and those older shows my goodness just like every character you just knew, knew like who they were pam you knew she was gonna have a pony honey for days she was gonna be snatched <laughs> she was gonna have some leather skirt on another two-piece 90s you see that um uh, Gina was gonna have her high waisted jeans on. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Like all of that. Uh, Tommy so had no job, but he was fly. Yeah. An iconic character. Yes, I oh, do. Yeah. So like, um, I really, yeah, I would, I would, I would say those were my two goals. Those okay. were my two goals. Um, have your own line inspired yeah. by the vintage, and yes. then you know, be a stylist. On yes, the set. I be a wardrobe stylist on a really, really good. Uh, you know. That's like you're saying. I don't. I, I I gotta see what's out here. But it's somebody can make a show. Look, we can make a show. <laughs> and then design for the show. Okay, made a show just to show. Just our to show off the designs. <laughs> that sounds just like that somebody. That sounds like something yeah. we would do. That too. do. That do. Okay. Oh, man. Compute it. Okay. To well, yeah, we'll keep notes on that one. Compute it to memory. Honey. Um. But okay, now let's get into the sewing for our last okay. few minutes. Because I know this may not be your favorite topic. We already talked about your favorite yeah. topic. But, okay. So, what are your greatest struggles, in your own words, as you're a beginner sewer? Oof. I think it was just... It was kind of like the reading the patterns. I think I might have just been over, overthinking it. Or it was overly explained to me. But I felt like once I start. Once I start understanding the simplicity in the patterns, like some of the fear, like a lot of the fear had left. Okay. Um, Cause I mean, once you, once you understand the pattern, you cut it out. There's how many pieces, this is what you need. You know what I'm saying? You can overlap it to cut it out to make sure you have your two pieces, your pockets, pockets aren't, you know what I'm saying? Scary. They're not scary. Uh, I don't know why I thought they were scary. Like when you just look at them. But I. But you know, those are the beginner kind of um, fears that a beginner sewer has. But it was. I would definitely say with just the patterns, reading it, understanding it, because when it came time to sew it, that was just real simple, yeah. straightforward. And you know me. Like I always say to everybody who I sew with or who I teach how to sew, like. Sewing is really easy. Honestly, there are mm. far more complicated things that Honey, you know yeah. we do in this world than sewing a shirt together or sewing pants together. 
but it is that fear i think a lot of people have the fear of like i'm I'm gonna do this wrong i'm gonna mess up right i'm gonna sew up uh you know what i'm saying the button on the back or something or the pocket gonna be down by the 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 knees i don't know (laughs) you know what i'm saying like that's those were me that was my crazy mind um overthinking it and i think when i really study like patterns so i would tell people that you know go on youtube you know if you want to start sewing before you maybe even join a class um just start looking at like patterns and stuff just start looking at it go buy you one from somewhere right and just kind of look at it and just um, get familiar yeah with get it. familiar with it because sure you can read the envelope yeah you can find all the information exactly yeah. and it ties back into because you'll have the measurements on there so you mm-hmm. ties back into the styling part where we were talking about knowing measurements body measurements and your measurements mm-hmm. um but i think after that i wasn't afraid anymore i was good yeah yeah so it was really just getting over the fear it was just getting over the fear and overthinking um and kind of doubting just doubting. doubting that's yeah. why I love you know how you help the little children and I love working with the little children because like I know me as an adult I work people nervous because I'll be like are you sure this is how <laughs> we supposed to be doing it like yeah. so you already know <laughs> so like I don't know I love little children because they just like oh okay you know yeah the kids I'll give the demonstration yeah. to and they'll just do it they'll just do it and they keep looking at you and yeah. then they may Run off a little bit because they like how to pedal foot. Is, yeah, stuff. yeah. And I like that though. I love That's that about why them. I love teaching kids because they'll make mistakes and they'll make the most creative mistakes. It will too. be. I'll be like, huh? I I'm never like, thought to, uh, to do me, that. Let me try to you know? figure out how to put that into a design because that was nice, actually. That was, yeah. Uh, sometimes that's how it is. But I like that because the kids aren't scared. I think as yeah. adults, you know, teaching adults sewing is a lot more. We different. got all this fear you got to yeah. combat with. All this fear, it's the fear. All this, you know what I'm saying? Um, insecurities and things like that that you know what i'm saying our minds made up about some yeah. or my granny used to do it honey your granny was sewing before about 50 years man don't come in here and you ain't never sold talking about what granny you're about to make the same stuff your like granny, granny did so you know what i'm saying you starting from ground zero and if if adults who are getting into sewing with just Free their minds yes. and come in as a child. And come on, <laughs> and the rest will follow. Is what the okay. is what the song says. Yes. So just come in, just free your mind. Just you know what I'm saying. Enjoy it. Yes. This this is not open heart surgery. We it's sewing not. garments, baby. So because even like those shorts that I made for you, I, <laughs> like I laughed at myself so hard, Ashley. I was so happy they were done. I know. And then I looked said, at them. I tried to put my hands in the pocket. You said, said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Where's the zipper? I had I had the pockets on the back. But them shorts was nice, front. baby. You constructed them mugs. They had some weight to them. Yeah, I mean, they were sewn beautifully. They were just sewn wrong. That's right. <laughs> but even, you know, I've been sewing for years. I still make, you know, simple mistakes like that. You're Hello. always going to make mistakes, whether Hello. you're a beginner or you've been sewing forever. This but is true. But you can, you know, talk to your best friend, the seam ripper. And, Hello. you know, fix your mistake. Fix your mistake. Pour you a glass of wine, mocktail, whatever. But just, <laughs> and just... And yes. just start to start ripping them threads out, baby, and start over. But it's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Well, and our final question. Okay. How has learning these skills, whether it's styling or sewing, and or both, you know, how has that changed your life? Hmm. I think it is the skill has changed my life. It's definitely uh, now just. Brace yourself. I wasn't always like talkative. I was really kind of shy. I was really, a, really an introvert. That's a surprise. Yeah, baby. It's <laughs> the metamorphosis is real. So like, 
styling um and all of that has made me like have to put myself out there um have to speak up you know what i'm saying um and so i definitely think that just styling and and dreaming and 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 all the different components that come into styling um having you know having to really stand your ground for what you believe your work is you know what i'm saying and um and your vision has made me just a lot more confident more bolder uh it's made me an advocate for other people i go and let them know like hey look you know what i'm saying like stand up for your stuff this is you you believe in it stand up for it you like it everybody might not like it but you know what i'm saying don't think that um that's kind of what i feel about art i feel like there ain't no right or wrong i yeah. feel like it's all you know what i'm saying subjective it's all I based 100% on your percent so yeah. you know and knowing that uh you have to know some people are going to vibe with your work and, and others won't. And that's all right, baby, because I'm not everybody's vibe and my work won't be either. And knowing that, um, that has helped me um, in business negotiations. It kind of it, it kind of just like transcends into different parts of my life because I, just speaking up and being, and being not afraid, um, being confident, it has helped. That's the skill of styling has helped change my life and being more, you know, just an advocate for other women, for being more vocal for other women, for um, loving myself, loving my work. Yeah, that's just that. Yeah, it's giving you that power. It's giving. Yeah. Hello. And yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending some time talking to me and inspiring people, hopefully with your story. Hopefully, yes. Hope um, so. Because I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me, honey. Can't wait to be back. Thank you.